It is Friday morning, folks. Welcome to the snooze. On today's episode, I'll cover Marriott's push into tech, Munchie's impact on fast food sales, and IKEA's latest acquisition. I'm your host, Will Nitza. Business Insider put out a great article Wednesday on how Marriott, the world's largest hotel chain, has begun taking steps to counteract the so-called Airbnb effect. More specifically, Marriott has spent much of 2017 leveraging technology to boost its millennial appeal and to personalize customer experiences. For instance, it's launching a Marriott Rewards extension to Facebook Messenger, Slack, Chinese app WeChat, and a number of other apps the cool kids are using. It's also now using concierge robots to deliver everything from toothpaste to fresh towels to guests' doors. Marriott also made a strategic investment this year by buying PlacePass, a search engine for travel experiences, tours, and attractions in 117 countries, which allows Marriott, through a data-driven app it just rolled out, to suggest and enable booking for restaurants and activities that any given guest may enjoy based on his or her interests and past reservations. This is clearly a direct response to Airbnb, which last fall came out with a feature called Trips that does pretty much exactly the same thing. Now, my knee-jerk reaction to this story was that Marriott's probably been struggling and that this was a futile attempt to try to compete with the upstart Airbnb at its own game. And it is true that Airbnb's 1.6 million rooms available is 33% higher than Marriott's, and that its $31 billion valuation is rapidly approaching Marriott's $41 billion market cap. However, it appears Marriott's been actually crushing it despite Airbnb. Its stock is up 175% over the past five years and up 35% in 2017. It's slated to open 500 new hotels this year, and it just recently acquired one of its biggest competitors, Starwood, for $13 billion. Thus, it appears both companies can succeed in tandem, which most analysts believe is due to rising corporate travel spend and millennials' especially high proclivity to spend on travel rather than tangible goods. Bloomberg reported on Wednesday that legal cannabis has apparently led to a windfall for fast food restaurants in states where that sticky icky is legal. Now, if you've ever gone to college, or not gone to college for that matter, you know that weed has been known to give people the so-called munchies, which is why it's perhaps unsurprising that a recent study by the Green Market Report Group has found a significant overlap between customers of legalized dispensaries and those of fast food joints. Pun intended. According to the study, 43% of legal marijuana users ate at a McDonald's in the past four weeks, 18% ate at Taco Bell, while 17.8% ate at Wendy's and 17.6% ate at BK. So I'll share three funny-slash-interesting additional tidbits here. Firstly, study respondents who weren't dispensary clients had roughly 20% lower rates of fast food consumption on the whole, which is pretty significant. Secondly, Subway, which actually has more locations than the other names I mentioned, really struggles to attract high people. It was the only fast food spot dispensary customers were actually less likely to visit than non-dispensary customers. And third, while McDonald's was the winner in terms of overall high people market share, Taco Bell was the winner in terms of customer uptick when juxtaposing non-dispensary customers with dispensary customers. In other words, dispensary customers were 10% more likely to eat at McDonald's but 43% more likely to eat at Taco Bell. Not sure what that says about Taco Bell, but I'll let you draw your own conclusions there. I'd say my net take here is that if you've got a million bucks lying around, 
move to Denver or Sacramento and buy a McDonald's franchise. 4.3 million people, or 8.5% of the U.S., is a dispensary customer. And that number ain't going down. Recode reported on Thursday that Swedish home goods giant IKEA Group just bought freelance worker app TaskRabbit. The deal terms weren't disclosed by either company, but given that TaskRabbit has raised 50 million bucks over the last nine years, the deal may very well have been in the nine figures. Apparently, TaskRabbit will become an entirely independent IKEA subsidiary and its team will stay on after the sale. While TaskRabbit is already profitable, a crazy concept in tech these days, it will also benefit from a substantial capital influx from IKEA, according to sources close to the deal. Pretty much every analyst out there thinks this deal makes a ton of sense, and I'd say I agree. I mean, think about it. We can all attest to the fact that IKEA makes furniture requiring an insane amount of busywork to assemble, and TaskRabbit just happens to be one of the biggest busywork marketplaces on the planet. The app has become almost synonymous with the so-called gig economy that links freelance workers with jobs, from handymen to personal assistants. And while it has just 60 employees, over 60,000 independent workers use the platform. The deal also makes sense from a competitive standpoint. Amazon's ramping up of its home goods and installation offerings has certainly pushed IKEA to bolster its digital customer service capabilities. Moreover, TaskRabbit had already struck a pilot partnership with IKEA around furniture assembly in the UK, and it's marketed its workers' ability to put together IKEA items for a while now. For me, though, this deal opened my eyes to two realities. Firstly, I forgot how frickin' big IKEA was. Last year, they did $36 billion in revenue, and their current headcount is $183,000. Secondly, I didn't realize just how big of a push into tech IKEA's made of late. For instance, it recently announced an initiative to shift all of its corporate cars and transport trucks to be electric. It also just released an augmented reality iPhone app this week called IKEA Place, which allows people to use their camera to virtually place IKEA furniture in a room. And the reviews are actually pretty good. We'll finish today's episode with five headlines that say it all. Number one, the White House outlined on Wednesday a tax plan that would provide businesses and rich people, Trump included, with a massive financial windfall. Number two, Google just pissed off Amazon royally by blocking the Echo Show, Amazon's Echo device with a screen, from playing YouTube videos. Number three, Getty Images will ban photoshopped images that make models look thinner. Number four, Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates just admitted he uses an Android smartphone rather than a Windows one. And number five, Hugh Hefner, founder of the media giant Playboy, passed away on Wednesday at the age of 91. And that, my friend, is it. It's still early days for the snooze, so please let us know what you think. If you liked it, please subscribe wherever you get your pods. And if you didn't, you're wrong. Also, peep us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where we'll be posting articles, pics, and other cool shit every day. And have yourself a freaky weekend.